Vengeance by a guy I know. He's got a few. ADC. Ooh, yeah, big ADC. Let me take you something, ADC. He watches wrestling. Matt the Morgan's awesome, my Do you know your ADCs? The ADCs of wrestling. Welcome to the ADCs of Wrestling. I am your host, the Weird Al of Wrestling, Mr. Whenever I feel like taking days off, I do it. And then we decide we're going to do four weeks in a row. So here we are, as promised. Uh, is it drafty in here, Maddie? How you doing? Was was that a pun? Like a purposely purposely? No, I feel like a, I feel like a cool a cool breeze. Because it is cool outside and it is quite windy. So I'm I'm not sure if I hate you already or. <laughs> All right, let's be honest. We're not even in the same room. It was a <laughs> fucking shitty pun. But here we are. You're the worst. It's me. It's me. It's ADC. Joined, as always, by my co-host, my partner in crime, Matt the Mark. How you doing, Matty? I am good. I'm excited, man. It's uh, after some discussion of will we, won't we, here we are, you know? This is awesome. We're here, Maggle. <laughs> nope, Matt. People nope. still like JBL, right? My name is Matt. We're here, Matty. That's, that's right. That's my yeah, name. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one. Hey, a little throwback to Top Turnbuckle there with It's Me, It's Me, It's ADC. I know. Right. I was going to comment, but I was like, mm, I don't know if we should. <laughs> right before we rolled, I accidentally pulled up one of my old Top Turnbuckle rundowns from like December 19 or the 19, December 2017, which would make a lot more sense than 1997. But, you know, whatever. Um, hey, the good old podcasting some, uh, days of 97. Sure, yeah, really, in its infancy, I was right there. Uh, we're going <laughs> to talk a little, you know, news and notes. We're obviously going to go through the WWE draft, and uh, I definitely want to dig into some AEW discussion this week and then head into just two tweets. How have you been, Maddie? last couple of weeks? I'm, I'm, I'm excited we decided to do this to really just buckle down and pick a time every Thursday for the next four weeks for sure, yep. and then we might just... You know, if something comes up, we're going to plan in advance. We're going to say, like, look, this day, this week, we're going to come at you on a Friday or on a Saturday, whatever. Yep. But I think we really need that instead of this fly by the seat of your pants bullshit. We're, we're not calling it in the ring anymore, brother. Okay? We're booking. Long-term booking. Yeah. I mean, it seems kind of weird that it took us a year and a half, almost two years, to just say, hey, we should block off time in the calendar to do this instead of trying to figure it out on the fly because that just wasn't working anymore. Things are too busy. So, yeah. Here we are, but uh, no, I'm excited. I'm excited. I've got some some things I'm I'm thinking about doing and in the future to maybe make things a little little different, which I, I think you're going to talk about. But uh, I mean, you, <clears throat> do you want to throw it out there to the foundation right now to see what people think? I mean, yeah, we might as well catch people right at the beginning of the podcast before they get annoyed by our voices. Turn it off. <laughs> don't have a chance to process what we've Fair asked enough. them and yeah. and respond in kind. So, what Maddie's been thinking is. Um, well, why don't you take this, Matty? Why don't you say yeah. what you've been kind of thinking about? So the, what I've been thinking is obviously one way to keep our us a little more engaged and so on is is upping the content a little bit. Um, I've got a Twitch account. I don't know, you know, if you don't know what Twitch is, it is a video game or a streaming service. Um, and I've got an account and I did a little bit of streaming a couple of years ago and I thought, you know what? What if we started streaming us recording the podcast? You can watch a live. The podcast has an account as well. There oh, is fair an ABC's wrestling account, <laughs> but we never used it. Didn't know that. But it wouldn't be like a, a produced show or anything. It'd be literally just like a behind the scenes, hey, this is us recording the show. And that's it. You could watch it if you wanted, get a different um, aspect of 
how we record the show, you'd see all the the screw ups and takes and stuff that we don't always have to worry about. But uh, it, it would just be something a little bit different. Um, it would. The biggest issue, though, and and you brought this up, is you'd kind of get a behind the curtain look at ADC and Steve and Taker, and <laughs> and that could that could ruin it for some folks, right? So, yeah. So here's here's my question, folks. I need to know if this is something that would interest you guys, and it's not going to happen right away. It'll take time. We'll have to figure it out. But if if you think it would be fun, let us know, and we might look at setting this up for you guys. Or if you think it would ruin the immersion. Or whatever, and you, you don't want to see what I'm actually doing when when Basement Steve shows up. Or maybe I'll figure out a creative way to get around it. It might be a new problem that I have to solve. We'll see. But I want to know if you guys are interested. If the interest is there, maybe we'll try it out. Maybe it'll be a great way to grow the fan base and make the foundation ever, you know, more sturdy. But we'll uh, we'll we'll take into advisement any of your suggestions on things that you think might be kind of fun. And if you think maybe you know. Maybe it'd be best if we just did like separate little five minute videos or something and put it on YouTube of us talking about stuff that's sort of supplementary content. Maybe that would work. Maybe if that helps and works out, maybe eventually I could start a Patreon and we could sort of get this moving into a more, uh, I don't know, more than just a, a cute little hobby. Maybe the ADCs of wrestling could be a real a real thing. But we're sort of refocused. We're, we're digging our heels in and we're going to try to take this more seriously moving forward. And yeah. uh, I want to know what you guys think. All right. Does it sound good? Tweet at us. Let us know. Yeah. Tweet us. Okay. okay, that's it. Let's move on. That's it. Uh, I'm not going to plug the t-shirts because we've barely been here, so I'm not going to insult you guys. Okay, <laughs> probably a good. Don't idea. buy a shirt yet. Buy a shirt when we're uh, we're worth buying a shirt. Okay, wait, wait until we're five weeks deep. Yeah, when we when we do five <laughs> weeks in a row, when I'm Mister No Month Off, then then buy a shirt. Yeah. Anyway, how about a little uh, news and notes action? I was just uh, sort of perusing. I like to go to ProWrestlingSheet.com, so shout out ProWrestlingSheet. I know it's kind of like the the TMZ of wrestling, but uh, I don't know. I like all the stories there. So uh, let's get an official sponsorship from ProWrestlingSheet.com and uh, try working with Ryan Satin and the boys. Let's do that, Maddie. That's a goal. That's a goal. Sure. Let, Hashtag goal. It's goals. a lofty one, but let's work towards it. <laughs> no, it's fine. We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> uh, I noticed Bruce Pritchard has replaced Eric Bischoff as executive director of SmackDown moving forward. Yeah. Um, this, is a, this is a pretty big move because none of us were really sure what Eric Bischoff's influence was. Um his time in that position wasn't very long, and now they've moved to Fox, and we're definitely going to talk about this because we haven't had a chance to sound off on what we think of the new presentation, but it's a big deal, man. Bruce Pritchard is back in full in WWE, and now he's in charge of their A property for what it's worth. Is this a big thing, or is he more or less like a, you know, is he a Vince puppet? What do you think? How's, how's this going to work? I don't really know because I, I don't picture Bruce being a puppet. Like, I just can't see him taking that role if he was just going to come back in and not actually have an influence, you know? Like, it's not like he's successful doing what he's doing outside of wrestling, you know? So it's interesting. (laughs) Did you you hear the soundbite of uh, Conrad on the most recent Something to Wrestle? No. When he was like, he's like, I don't want y'all to get mad at me, so I'm just going to right off the bat, I'm just going to say, are we going to talk about Hell in a Cell today, Bruce? And Bruce is like, no, we're not. And is like, well, I tried, y'all. <laughs> That's tried. fair. That's fair. Uh, it's interesting that this guy is still doing this podcast, but now he's in charge of like their A property. But I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm wondering know. how that'll work. Because obviously, like, he's, they only really need him on Friday. I don't know how often he's going to be, quote unquote, at the office. So, yeah. 
We'll see moving forward if it makes any difference. But obviously, they're going for a different feel on Fox. We'll, we'll table that discussion for now. I want to get into that a little bit yeah. further down the uh, down in the pod. But uh, also, how about this? Mike Kanellis requested his release from WWE despite signing a multi-year deal recently. I wonder why he would be upset. Um, let's see. If we go back, he's been used really well. From the you know his signing in 2018, I believe it was or 17. Yeah. So I don't know why he's all. Oh, I know what it is. There's 18 different people that are the father of his child. <laughs> he's he was the first of the two <laughs> recent cuck storylines. <laughs> like, that's Jesus. If you like cuck Canellis, then give me a hell yeah. <laughs> this was no, Steve, nobody not likes cuck Canellis, Steve. <laughs> no, no. I fucking ain't right. They do. I love cuck Canellis. I don't even think I think he's just trying to round me up. So, this is uh, hey, what the hell happens if you guys start streaming the show? What happens with me? I know you're still going to drink beer in the background and just do your thing, aren't you? Yeah, but you're talking like it's going to be some kind of a problem. I just want my camera time. Hell yeah. <laughs> OK, that's you know, I'll, what? I'll throw you a beer on camera first show, Steve. Fucking hey, Rod, give me a hey, if you want someone to throw me a beer, then give me a hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. 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 I want to throw you a beer. Be all right with that. The last time I tried that shit, you got all mad at me. Yeah, that's true. I did. Well, times have changed. <laughs> you piece of shit. Okay. <laughs> there it well, is. Yep. Right. Times have not changed. Doesn't take him much to get back into character. <laughs> no, no. Uh, Sasha Banks, also after that uh, Hell in a Cell match, she's working through a tailbone injury. So that's why she wasn't on Raw. And uh, hopefully she'll be all right. Match Rather of the sooner year. than later. That, that, to me, was one of the matches of the year. You did love that match. Oh man, it was a, it was a really good match. It they was, did a lot of really creative stuff at that Hell in a Cell match, man. Definitely, definitely one of the better Hell in a Cell matches in recent years. Not not just that one specifically, but in recent years, it was phenomenal. It was interesting juxtaposing it with the the Hell in a Cell match that ended that show. Well, let's get into that a little bit after you <laughs> keep going. Well, through what you're it going through. ended that show, and it will begin our discussion of this week in wrestling. Oh, okay, cool. It's happening in wrestling. This week. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, thank you, Steve. Uh, yeah, so while we were gone, we did uh, miss talking about Hell in a Cell and that uh, debacle that was The Fiend and Seth Rollins. Rather than take enough time to talk about how great Becky and Seth, uh, Becky and Seth, uh, be a good match. Becky and Sasha were, I think we should probably discuss what everybody was talking about in the last week or so. Uh, the Fiend and Seth Rollins and how awful that whole thing was. <laughs> Maddie. I knew we were going down the wrong path as soon as it started with that red painted light on the ring. I was just like, oh, no, they're not going to let us just have a match, are they? This is not it shouldn't even it shouldn't have been booked to start with. We knew we weren't going to get a a decent match from the very beginning. I think even if you go back to our show from weeks ago, we said, like, you can't put the belt on Bray already. What the hell is the point of this? This doesn't make sense. So I'm not going right back to it for Saudi Arabia, buddy. Well, let's do this. Let's go. So here's the thing. When it happened, I wasn't as pissed as everyone else was. Obviously, you can see my tweets and the responses I made to people and even the discussion you and I had. I wasn't upset with it because I thought, you know what? This this builds Bray's character even more. And if there there was a big if, if we get a development in Seth's character, then it could be worth it. Were there better ways they could have done it? Absolutely, yes, of course. Was it 
the be all and end all. I'm canceling my WWE subscription. I'm only watching AEW. Fuck the world. Fuck rest. Like people <laughs> got a little crazy. It wasn't. That I was pretty bad. close to that, man. I know, <laughs> I was and a lot of people were. But you it combine that with Shorty Gable, and I was ready to just be like, <laughs> you know what? I'll commit two hours a week to AEW. This will be a dynamite pod, and that's it. You know how easy that would be? Just talk about AEW Dynamite once a week. It'd be super and easy. Go all in on the com- like the combo, the the content, everything. Just talk about every match. Document exactly what goes down. Watch, you know, being the elite. Watch the Road Two series, and then just every month we like pay for the pay per view. That'd be so. Let's do it. Let's do this. The pod, as we know it, is over. Let's do it. <laughs> AEW Dynamite. You just had to That's try to get do that now. in there, right? It's now ADCW Dynamite. That's the pod. Anyway, so getting back to my point, it's been a couple weeks. It's been a couple shows now since Hell in a Cell, and they could have fixed their mistake, and they chose not to. A little bit of development in Seth's character, but we've seen it before. It was the worst Hell in a Cell match that I think we've ever seen, ever. Oh, hell, there was plenty of development. Explain, Steve. Well, I've developed a distaste for The Fiend and Seth Rollins and (laughs) WWE. I'm all about KDW. It's AEW, but I'm kind of with you, Steve. I get it. I get it. You know, with what they did on Raw and him burning down the the Firefly Funhouse and him getting booed when he he mentioned it about like, oh, I, I went too far at Hell in a Cell and the audience literally booed because Seth has sort of just come off really poorly in all of this. Are they trying to make him a heel at this point? Because it seems like they're doing that whole storyline where it's like, oh, they pushed him too far. He's gone. He's gone bad. It's, they have it's to. so That's hard to get behind Seth at this point. It's the like, only really, way it works. It's Seth you know how bad it was for him to go in there and just say, like, burn it down <laughs> and then set fire to the Firefly Funhouse? Like, I don't know, man. That was pretty... Uh, it was interesting, but it was also really cringy. As has been any time they've tried to really shoehorn in Seth's catchphrases as of late, it's just been really bad. Yeah. yeah. I'm not feeling it. And, and I mean, I, I just sometimes think that WWE takes us for stupid idiots. Hashtag Jericho. Because hmm. we literally just saw Randy Orton burn down Bray's house like two years ago before Mania. Yeah, this guy attracts pyros. Like It's really crazy. Like, don't, we're not dumb. Like, just don't keep repeating the same crap over and over again. There were different ways you could have done this. You didn't need Seth to burn down the Firefly Funhouse the same way that Randy Orton burned down Bray's Abigail house. Like, it's just, they could have, they could have made this really good, kept the belt off Bray. There were so many different ways to do it, and they flubbed it. Like there's there's no other way to put it. They screwed it up. They've screwed it up large. And at this point, honestly, after Saudi Arabia, they just need to move on. And we need to not see Bray for a couple of weeks. Cause, wow. At this point, I think Bray should just feud with anybody who likes fire. He should feud with Kane. <laughs> what? He should feud with Bam Bam Bigelow. What? He should oh. feud with Booker T. Uh. What? Get it? Cause he's got pyro for the entrance and Bam Bam had flames on his tights. That's pretty good shit. Give me hell yeah. That one's borderline. Sorry, Steve. Yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna endorse this. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what to do at this point. But it was really bad. I feel like, I hate to say it, and I, and I have sort of a shorter tolerance than most when it comes to like cheesy creative and things like that. But I'm like, kind of over the fiend already. It was like on SmackDown after the draft when he came out, and 
he, he attacked, Seth, attacked Seth again, and I'm just like, you know what? The noise is becoming annoying to me. The way that they just keep doing the mandible claw attacks is kind of... He literally pulled Seth to hell, which was right out of the Undertaker's 1996 playbook. Yep. Alla Bret Hart and Taker. And he uh, pulled them right down to hell. It wasn't great. But uh, yep. that's uh, that's how they got out of that cage match but when I was a Seth kid. Seth jumped through the hole anyway. Smoke and all. Like, yeah, and Seth came back out. He's like, like I'm all right. F- <laughs> He's like, whoa, 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 I got away. Thank God. Whoa. I don't know. This oh. is terrible stuff, man. This is wrestle crap. It, We're getting wrestle crap at the top true. of the card right now. It's not good. And there's, I, I just, all the work that Bray put into this character and how good it actually was. And then he handed over, handed it over. And they're like, guess what? We're going to screw it up and you're going to hate it. <laughs> you're welcome. Uh, remember we asked how they would do this and how long it would take for them to screw up the fiend. They're already halfway there, man. They're halfway there. Bray is doing his best. Definitely. Bray's he awesome. saved it a little bit in that we got to see the interesting development where he was actually upset and he was treating Seth like his actual friend at the Firefly Funhouse. Yeah. He's like, Seth, what are you doing to me? Why are you doing this to me? And then Seth freaked out and attacked him. Um, I thought that was kind of cool. I do wonder, sure. you know, why did Seth, you know, how'd Seth get in? There's no door in a window <laughs> anymore at the Firefly Funhouse. <laughs> he just walked in somehow. Yeah. Is, is Bray supposed to be backstage? Like, how... I thought, you know, it would have been cooler if Bray was in some undisclosed location, like at an actual weird house or a TV set or whatever studio somewhere. But I guess in kayfabe now, he's literally just backstage <laughs> in front of a blue wall doing all this stuff. I'm surprised set- we didn't hear clangy poles, to be honest. Oh, clangy poles made an appearance on Raw. It did, they but were not there. during this segment. It was Raw or SmackDown. The OC brought them right out. Yeah. Okay. Clangy poles clang upon ya. Here we come. <laughs> Clanky Pulse, too sweet. I'm wondering... Do we talk about the draft now, or do we move on to AE Dev? Well, I don't know. What do you want to do first? Because we're talking about WWE. That's that's a good question. Do yeah, I know. I feel shows? like it's it's smoother. We'll, we'll go to AEW at the end. Okay, yeah, guys? Yeah, if you yeah. guys are sick of WWE, skip ahead like 45 minutes. Whoa, 45 <laughs> minutes? I don't have that kind of time. <laughs> uh, that's way too much time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> No, let's let's talk about how, how how have you felt overall about the debut of SmackDown on Fox and its overall presentation? I feel like we should touch on yeah. that. Yeah, first off, SmackDown on Fox. If I I don't want to clap too loud and distort my audio, but so far, bravo! I'm a big fan of the set. Obviously, it's great to have Pyro back on both shows. Um, the intro is great. The intro's amazing. I really like the graphics presentation. I love that angled. Whoops, I just I apologize for that. <laughs> I really just open up a can of whoop ass on your microphone and I that's did. the ad. I really like the mark is a dumbass. That's true. I really like the angled shot when they're walking down. Like there's there's a it's lot great. of great stuff about the presentation is definitely so there. good. The so Fox good. influence is felt throughout. I love the football style introduction yeah. uh, segment. Um I think it makes Raw look terrible in comparison. The Agreed. actual set, the stage. Like Raw's just got that. I don't know. Darby Allen is just chomping at the bit to get his shot at the raw set, but it's a I get it because of the guys. skateboard. It's yeah, a skateboard yeah, joke. It. Skate or die. I get it. Yeah. Oh, good game. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it's. I like the twenty four frame per second thing. Yep. It it feels different. It does create like a weird. If you notice the LED boards on the side of the ring, they get a they little have like this awful wavy yeah. distortion. That's because it's shot at a different frame rate, folks. Yeah. That's uh, that's why it's happening. But. Um, I don't know if they could do anything about that because I don't think they're going to change the LEDs, but whatever. No, so far like I've been really impressed with with SmackDown on Fox. It's uh, 
And, I and honestly, I'm not surprised. The amount of money they put into this, there's no way Fox was going to let it just be another copy and paste of what's ha- been happening the last few years. I don't know how I feel about the creative so far. Well, having Undertaker promised and not show up, Austin promised and not show up. Yeah, that was a bunch of bullshit. I didn't even get paid for that shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, having uh, Kofi get just, you know, done like he did. Nope, I was fine with end. that. I was fine with that. Are you are you fine with him coming out just throwing pancakes and happy afterwards? I feel like he uh, he was made to look like kind of a bitch. No, he should have stayed off TV for at least a month. At least till after the next pay-per-view or Saudi Arabia. Let him lick his wounds a little bit. Because then when he comes back, you know, it's exciting and people go crazy and woo, Kofi's back, yay! And then he That's can throw the, the pancakes, but... <laughs> yeah, shocked they no, didn't do it right. It was great if he showed a bit of a change in character and and, and, and t- turned to being like more serious. But really, it was just a, a message that nah, his time is done and we're over it. And he just sort of resigned to it. He's like, whatever, man, I'm done being champ, baby. <laughs> He's over it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I I know there was a lot of talk about him and the twenty seconds and how could they do him like that. But f- folks, the second. The second they announced that match, if you expected anything different, you're you're you haven't been watching. You haven't been watching the last few years. I think if they gave him a fair shake or a real match, people wouldn't have been so upset. I would have been but, bored uh, because you knew yeah, Brock maybe. was going to win. There was no way Kofi was winning. So if you give him a ten minute match, by the end of it, you're still just as mad. Yeah. So forget it. Don't waste the time. Do you feel like uh, what is this? Oh, do you feel like, sorry, I'm just trying to look up the draft results here for Fair our enough. next segment. Uh, do you feel like they gave New Day that win to try to like sort of satiate people that were angry about that, th- that win against OC? Because like, when they did the draft, I thought it was funny that the OC gets drafted third, like overall to yeah. Raw, only to have a match later on the show and lose to New Day. And I don't know if they were trying to make the New Day look good by doing that or trying to make Kofi look better by doing that or trying to... I mean, I guess really the only thing they were trying to do was trying to make New Day look great because OC had just been drafted third overall, so they had this shine on them, but it just felt like a strange opportunity. Why wouldn't they have OC OC just go out there and, you know, beat down Lucha House Party or something and look great if they were just drafted third overall to your, you know, flagship brand of Raw? It's it's interesting. Well, I mean, really, like if you think about the OC, how many matches have they actually won? Not many. They lose Not a lot. all the time. Like, it's yeah. great they put them back together and they talk a lot of crap and, you know, they seem like the big guys, but they lose all the time. So, yeah. oh, Let's focus on the draft. Yeah, all right. I, my overall sentiment on the draft is they tried. I don't think they succeeded in it being this true sports-feeling draft that they wanted it to be. <laughs> I felt like there was a bit of a, a lack of presentation in the actual picks. Like I, I appreciate Steph being sort of the Roger Goodell, you know the, you know, the the, the commish kind of coming up and reading the picks. But I just felt like they were just rattled off so quick, back to back to back, and then you kind of lost the feel of like which show was getting what guy, and not seeing the actual talent after they got drafted, just seeing their little card pop up and no real reaction. I think we were all kind of hoping it would be like it was back in the day where you saw the superstars backstage yes. and when their name got called, we got a bit of a reaction and some kind of feeling of whether they were excited, maybe a couple little quick promos in between, like, yes, I'm excited to go to Raw or SmackDown or whatever. 
but I, it just felt lacking in that way. Um, I really, I enjoyed the use of the NBC talent more than the Fox talent. I felt on Raw when they had the NBC guys in there, like Jim Cramer, talking about whose stock was rising the highest. They yeah. had the hockey guys like Jer- Jeremy Roenick and all those guys talking about um, their favorites and comparing, you know, saying Seth has even got the hockey hair. And uh, I forget the name of the girl, but she liked the New Day because she said they'd be a great line combination in the NHL. I kind of <laughs> thought that that was a more fun way of integrating their talent. And I was surprised they did it. It was nice to see because all we heard about was how Fox was going to be a part of this. Fox was going to be a part. And all of a sudden we got NBC talent on Raw as well. Um, on Fox, it was more just like Joe Buck and Troy Aikman talking about like Troy saying his finisher would be a pile driver. And then you had the Fox football <laughs> team, you know, all talking about their favorite wrestler and Every one of their examples was from prior to 1990. It was like, oh, Hulk Hogan. Oh, you can't talk about wrestling without Ric Flair. Oh, my guy is Bruno Sammartino. It's just... Well, they haven't watched since then. Exactly. That's (laughs) the problem. It screamed to me, we don't know a thing about wrestling aside from what we knew when we were kids and we don't follow it anymore. So I just felt like it was kind of expository in that sense. what did you think of the draft rooms? How, how were, why were they so excited? Like, didn't you have to make these picks in advance? I'm very confused to how this worked. Yeah, I, I know it would have been really, really difficult to get all those people <clears throat> live in a room, putting two different um, tables on the stage to make the picks, have someone walk up and make the picks. And I know you only have a certain amount of time. But they're definitely – I just feel like, again, there definitely could have been – better ways to do it right like well, you could have had a, a wrestler or somebody representing each show like steph didn't even have that to i don't think i would have both. liked as much like if you could have just gotten one or two execs or something from both shows uh sorry both channels to sit in a room and go to a quote-unquote live feed and have them make the picks back and forth i think i just think that alone would have been way better but overall they tried something new. It didn't land great, but it was new and it was different. I did love that, you know, the draft rooms on both Friday and Monday, they were wearing the same clothes. So, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's something you pointed to out to me. That, I'm like, that is that is pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, that's they clearly they got everybody into a room. And they're like, okay, just get into different little formations. Yeah. Uh, I, I got to say, I laughed out loud when that one girl just like fired off a streamer machine. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna pick it's like Samoa Joe or something and they're like woo and she fires off a little rocket with streamers in it and I'm yeah. like confetti blaster I'm like they, they are really jacked up about this pick so how did it work Maddie they, they put in a pick and then you know they wait and then Smackdown puts in a pick and they're like oh we're not gonna get that so we gotta pick this person and then we're excited when we do get them I'm like well, how are they so excited how are they just yeah. finding out? it felt like they were just finding out about this like we were yeah I think I think I think it could have been done better, obviously. Um, they were super jacked up about landing our truth let's they, be honest. <laughs> who wouldn't be? The guy's money has been one of the better things on TV for the last two months. So, And that's the bottom line. Yeah. Well, he hasn't even really been on TV the last like month or so. That's true. That's not They've true. not really done much our truth the last couple of weeks. He just won the title back at, wasn't it Hell's, Hell in a Cell? I don't know. I barely watch. Fair yeah. enough. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean... Look, they tried something new. It wasn't great, but it wasn't terrible. I personally enjoyed the different draft rooms and all the different analysis. And you got a lot of people who probably don't watch wrestling involved, and it it made it feel bigger than 
just a shake up or something like that, like they've done in the past. I agree. So, yes, could you have had the the wrestlers in the back reacting, putting on the Raw shirt, putting on the SmackDown shirt? Absolutely, that would have been great. But they didn't. So now we move on. I'm very excited to have separate shows now. I want yeah, I'm, to I'm, see. I'm glad that they're segregated like that too. I feel like it'll it'll feel different, right? Like you know, on Friday you get to see certain folks and you don't get to see them again until next friday there is no wild card rule that rule anymore you're not going to see roman on raw hopefully fingers crossed that's not going to happen so so <laughs> you i never know well you never know with the big dog so i do think that like this is gonna feel a bit different once we get into it we're gonna have different shows every monday and, and friday so i'm 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 looking forward to it all right let's just run down the actual rosters because it'd be nice to sort of get a feel for who's actually on each show. What do you think? Well, I mean, let's not go through all of them because that's a lot of wrestlers to just name. No, that's what I'm going to do. Okie dokie. <laughs> so to Raw, we had in this order. Was it in this exact order? No, don't do it in order. No, no. <laughs> okay, we had Seth Rollins, Charlotte Flair, Andrade, the Kabuki Warriors, Rusev, Alistair Black, Cedric Alexander, Umberto Carrillo, which I thought Huge was totally pick. random. Huge pick. <laughs> At like number Sleeper seven here. Pick. Slu- you got to get pick. Carrillo on your roster well before you get Samoa Joe or Rey Mysterio. <laughs> I guess they see something in the kid. <laughs> Eric Rowan. Oh, man. Uh, rest in peace again to the Bludgeon Brothers, Steve. Oh, man. Oh, God damn it, kid. Don't pull up my heartstrings like that. Tell me they're on the same fucking show. They're not on the nope. same show. They picked them to a different show. Well, what the hell? It was working pretty great, wasn't it? Yes, it was, Steve. I think we were all thinking the same thing. Well, what the hell are they going to do with Luke Harper now? He could probably do his own thing. Maybe he'll get a singles push. Oh, I don't think that's going to happen. Oh, I'm very excited about this potential singles push, and if you're wrong, then I think you know what's going to happen to your stack of dabs that you call a neck. Yeah. Are you going to drop me on it? Maybe. All right. <laughs> well... I mean, there's a chance you won't get dropped on your <laughs> neck, so that's great. Uh, yeah, he left it open, you know, to interpretation. Yeah. Uh, kind of like Joker, the movie, you know? Um, Haven't seen it. Really good. Stop it. Really good. Uh, Jinder Mahal, who we hadn't seen forever, but somehow still was drafted wrestler, really apparently. high. I yep. guess he's still there. Uh, oh, Buddy Murphy, R-Truth, Samoa Joe, Akira Tozawa. It seems like they're trying to get the best guys off 205 Live because who knows what's going to happen to that property. Um, Shelton Benjamin, Ray Mysterio, Titus O'Neil, Liv Morgan, Becky Lynch, The OC, Drew McIntyre, Randy Orton, Ricochet, Lashley, Bliss, Kevin Owens, Natalia, The Viking Raiders, Nikki Cross, The Street Profits. I guess they're off NXT? I don't know. <laughs> they keep saying... The OC mentioned like being the unofficial hosts of Raw, and I'm like, can, can we have a match from you guys? Or Yeah, I don't get it. It seems like they're going to wrestle the OC, right? I, I guess so. Because of Raw? They sort of had a little thing? I mean, like two weeks the ago, they pulled? said they're all NXT, and now they're drafted to Raw. I, I you know, know what I know, though, for sure? What? They want the smoke. Oh, God. That's all I know. That's true. They want it. We've heard him uh, say it. EC3, I guess he's still employed. Eric Young, uh, good job making uh, Aleister Black look fantastic on Raw. And Sin Cara, because <laughs> he's still around. So that's your Raw roster. So Sin Cara just came back. You know who you forgot to say who, I mean, it wasn't, they weren't drafted or anything, but apparently 
looking at WWE's WE's website, apparently the Ascension are still employed. Oh. <laughs> and are on Raw. Yeah. So there's also like the free agents that sort of made their way. Like additional superstars announced at WWE yeah. uh, rosters making their way to Raw is like No Way Jose, Mojo Raleigh, Ryder and Hawkins, Peyton Royce and Billy Kay, and Sarah Logan. Yeah. Um, oh boy, how some of these people have fallen. And then headed to SmackDown as free agents. We'll start with those. Luke Harper. Oh, hell yeah. Big free agent <laughs> signing there, SmackDown. Yeah, it's probably not great to be a free agent signing. Oh, isn't that fantastic? You can like demand contract numbers and stuff. No, it means they didn't want him. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Uh, Cesaro, <laughs> that one sucked that he wasn't part of the draft. Um, him and his nice, sweet, tight capris. Uh, Drake Maverick, Sonya Deville, and Mandy Rose, who I actually think are going to be pushed fairly heavily, so it's strange that they're just like free agents. And then Dana Brooke, who's made a lot of strides as of late. And then the actual drafted talent to SmackDown were Brock Lesnar, obviously, The New Day, Daniel Bryan, Bailey. Shinsuke Nakamura, Ali, Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode, Carmella, The Miz, King Corbin, Shorty Gable. Yeah, I hate seeing that so much. Elias, Roman Reigns, The Fiend, Bray Wyatt. That's kind of interesting that they put him on Fox, but I guess it's the A show and he's an A pushed character. Sasha Banks, Braun Strowman is now officially on Raw or on SmackDown. Lacey Evans, who is now somehow a face because her and Natalia wrestled enough that she just turned face, I guess. Um, <laughs> The Revival, Lucha House Party, Heavy Machinery, Apollo Crews, Drew Gulak, Heath Slater, Tamina, and the B-Team. You know, it, feel like, it feels like a lot of these people sort of just didn't move. Like, they stayed put with a lot of... If SmackDown sort of felt like SmackDown with them being like, yeah, Roman and Daniel Bryan's going to be there. The New Day's going to be there. Shinsuke and whoever's going to be there. Bailey's going to be there. There's the, you know, you got your Zigglers and Roods and your... You know, your Mrs. who move back and forth all the time. Corbin, I guess, was a Raw guy, although he was on every friggin' show somehow. Bray Wyatt moving to SmackDown exclusively is interesting. It's still a smaller roster, so they're going to have to obviously concentrate a lot on Raw. Kevin Owens moving over to Raw is interesting as well yeah. because they just did all this stuff about him trying to fix SmackDown and getting rid of Shane, and now he's just going to go and kind of hopefully do more than sit in the middle of the pack on Raw. But Well, and, and Kevin Owens being Kevin Owens... He, he had some complaints that you can actually find on social media. Um, nice. Kayfabe, probably. Maybe. I, I would feel like everything he does is he's always seems to be in character when it comes to being in the public eye. That's um, true. He's pretty good with that. Yeah. But you know what? I And, and maybe it's an oversight, but I'm just noticing that uh, Lashley and Lana are on different shows. Oh, Lana's on the SmackDown roster on the website and Lashley's on the Raw roster. Well, we'll see what they do with that. I hope they gas the whole thing because it sucks. Yep. It is gross and awkward to watch. No way, man. Attitude Era. Love it. This is what yeah. we wanted. We wanted the mm -hmm. Attitude Era back. You got it. Love they should it. should that whole storyline. Love terrible. it. You're stupid. It's amazing. <laughs> like feels Rusev like, wasn't even anywhere to be seen. Feels like 97 Raw. again. I love it. Uh, it was awful. It was just awful. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see what they make of these these two different rosters, but uh, I'm excited for them to move on from this draft stuff, and we'll see what we can actually throw together. Um, on Raw, I, I fucking kind of really enjoyed these matches that they had. Cedric versus Buddy so Murphy. Good. Yeah. Buddy Murphy is extremely talented, 
Like he almost overshot Cedric Alexander with that tope that he did over the top <laughs> rope. So true. He is really, really talented. And uh, I know they secret, have a bunch man. of guys that can do the kind of stuff he does. But uh, yeah, Buddy Murphy's pretty fucking great, mighty. No, I, I really liked what Rod did when it came to the draft, actually. They, they had their new superstars wrestle and win. Yeah. It was cool. Like, listen to the guys that wrestled, like Shelton Benjamin and Ricochet, Ali, Andrade, Buddy Murphy, and Cedric. These are guys that you want to see in the ring doing cool stuff. I would have liked to see Cesaro out there, too, but hey, he's one of the hot free agents. Yeah. Um, we should probably talk about, like, this Braun Strowman and Tyson Fury angle that they're doing. Sure. <laughs> what do you want to talk well, about? The the pull apart they did last week? That was really I good. it was... To a point. It, it was it got like, long. It got yeah, long. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say, how long did they let like about fifteen <sighs> minutes was that whole thing. Like it was it was long. I think the funniest thing is how somehow this group of twenty people will continually somehow let one guy go. Like no matter what, <laughs> Tyson Fury or Braun Strowman are somehow gonna get away and run back to the other side. And they're just like, How much time do we got left? Uh twenty four minutes. Just keep, just keep doing this. Repeat. <laughs> it's keep working. Doing this on repeat. It's working. Keep going. <laughs> every time. The crowd's popping every time. Just keep doing it. Oh, hell yeah. That's booking 101. Well, it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> it was fine. Um, Tyson Fury attempting to break a pen was very awkward. Well, okay. I mean, he did that on purpose. I know it was comedy, but it was just awkward. Because yeah. I feel like nobody laughed. People didn't get it. Well, because, I mean, honestly, like, if you're up in the 300s in a massive arena, do you see him even hold up a pen and know what he's doing? <laughs> Absolutely not. So I kind of really enjoyed Braun Strowman just demolishing that table that and was flexing. really cool. I'm not I was lie. very frightened at that moment. Yeah. I was very scared. If someone did that in front of me, knowing that the table was probably cut a little bit to make it look cool, still yeah. scared the crap out of me. I was like, I'm about to shit these pants. <laughs> I was scared as fuck. Hey, new t-shirt idea. <laughs> yeah, he should use that. Maybe, or CM Punk could use it. Oh. Because he grabbed his pants on SmackDown once. Yeah. It was a yeah, thing. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking Z-Packs. Um, so that's happening. It's a match. It's going to happen. It'll be interesting to see. It's it's interesting to see a guy like Tyson Fury in the ring and kind of matching Braun Strowman in stature. He's he doesn't huge. have the muscle mass that he has, but he's six foot nine. When, he's the same height as big, sexy Matty Hayes for a shoot. <laughs> when he stood up at uh, the first SmackDown there and they were standing face-to-face, -face, I think I even tweeted out, be like, Tyson Fury is is kind of big. The Gypsy I, King. Like, how, boy. how could you get into the ring and actually box that guy? There's no way. I asked Deontay Wilder. I don't know. He's undefeated, although some think that he shouldn't be because that uh, match, that well, crazy yeah. like nine and a half, nine point nine second count where he got up, which is yeah. crazy. But... Um, Hey, props Stop. to him. Crazy. Right? Cain Velasquez, also another sort of pro fighting star, making his crossover debut in WWE right now. Sort of. Um, but actually signing with them sort of long term, which is nice. He, he announced that he's actually officially retiring from MMA. Yeah. He was doing some stuff in Mexico and uh, really highly touted for what he was. He was wearing a lucha mask. He was doing like hurricane ranas and stuff. So, folks, if you're not up on Cain Velasquez in the current wrestling situation, um, he's taking it very seriously, and I think he's going to blow a lot of people away with the stuff that he can pull off in the ring. They're they're pulling from reality with the fact that he did beat him, but I think the funniest thing I heard all week was I was listening to the Masked Man show, and Dan Soder said, we had it, and then he took off his shirt, and he looked like a strong <laughs> nine-year-old. <laughs> and if people, people don't know who he is, then they're like, he looks like the big... 
like the angry dad who will fight someone at a pool. And I'm like, you know what? You're right. He doesn't have the stature that Brock has, but he legit kicked his ass in real life and took the title from him like nine years ago. And here we are. Man. He's going to be on TV. I, but maybe wear a singlet or something. I don't know. I apparently, if I had been paying attention, apparently it was it was a pretty big rumor that this could have happened. Um, and then it actually was leaked right before the show started that Cain Velasquez was going to show up at the end um, to face Brock Lesnar. At first, when Ray's music hit, I was like, okay, I, I thought he'd actually come in and maybe ruin the match a little bit. But this isn't surprising. And then my next thought was, Dominic looks weird. I don't remember him being that big. <laughs> and then they zoomed yeah. in and I popped. Like, I jumped up off the couch because... I mean, like you said, Cain Velasquez has been making his rounds down south and doing his. If you're in, if you know wrestling and you know MMA, you knew Cain Velasquez was on this route. But when he showed up and the look on Brock's face, he either didn't know Cain had signed or Brock is literally just that fucking good because he looked gen like genuinely shocked. It was the whole thing to me was just brilliant, and this is. I hate that it's happening at Crown Jewel 8 or whatever Me the too. hell this is. Me too. But I'm super stoked for Cain Velasquez to be in WWE. Yeah, I think you got to take the good with the bad in this. These The Saudi shows are going to happen. We know they're going to happen. I probably honestly won't watch it because it's going to ruin the atmosphere anyway. Like, I'm not Tyson Fury and, and Braun Strowman is a spectacle I'd be interested at seeing in any other arena. But yeah. the crowd is it's different. The shows just have a different feel. It's happening on Halloween. There's nothing less Halloween feeling than a show in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> and You know what I mean? Like, it's just not... I didn't even put two and two together with that. Yeah, it's just weird and different and... I, there's like a weird it's the political landscape that makes that a hard show to get behind so i'll never get into the saudi arabia stuff i just won't no i just i didn't even watch Shawn michaels return nope in saudi arabia so um sorry if, excuse me i have to get my dog off my lap right now because he is being crazy <laughs> there you go that's live you podcasting for you the whole fucking show yeah steve hold him jeez oh poochie poochie coo oh look at you all right I'm not mad. He's cute as fuck. Yeah. Wait till see? you make him mad. See, now if we were what streaming. What you make him mad? Don't find out. Just don't find out. He's a biter. That's why he's Vanguard Dog 1, Steve. <laughs> the fuck does that mean? I don't know. Nobody knows. See, if we were live streaming, like that, that would have been a great behind-the-scenes look at how we put the show together. Yes. How <laughs> underwhelming it is in real life. <laughs> uh, anyway. Um, yeah, I, I the the way they've used Ray lately has been fantastic. Like he's been cutting some seriously good promos. Um, I know it's a stretch of reality making Cain Velasquez his godfather of Dominic and stuff like that, but it's fantastic. It's different. It it, it works. You know what I mean? It just it we suspend disbelief so much. So just to say that like Cain is his godfather, that's I can I can get with that. You know, he's a family friend. Whatever. Yep, it works. It could he I, who yeah it could be. I don't know. Sure. You know, I, when he came, you know, when he came in, I was pretty excited, you know? It's like, it's, that's got to be, that's got to be Cain Velasquez. That's <laughs> oh, got to be Cain. I see what you did there. You, yeah. Um, I really like this. And I kind of want Cain Velasquez to be the muscle of like a Lucha faction. Fuck, that would be good. Like how, how friggin' amazing would that be? Ray being the old, like veteran. Just, just add the Lucha house party to it. And Andrade. Woo. Get rid of the Lucha House Party name and add right. them to it. And it's you've got 
money. Like you could, I mean, they could run through the show. It would be so we've, good. We've got something great happening on AEW with exactly. the Inner Circle. That's where we've exactly seen how great it can be to have like a larger group of guys with an enforcer and a mouthpiece. So Totally. Maybe you got to get somebody who's maybe a little stronger at speaking to be a part of it. But, um, man, that'd be great. Ray's not Lince bad, Dorado, though. Lindsay Dorado, Graham Adelik, and um, Kalisto. All those guys can all be part of it. It'd be fantastic. You get you get Andrade in there with with Selena, and she does all the talking. It's perfect. Her and Ray just running mouth. It'd be so good. That'd be really good. Kane just standing there. just And then every once in a while, Kane says stuff, but only in Spanish. And you're just like, sure. oh, shit, I bet that was serious. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would work. That'd be a good look. Hey, speaking of looks, how about Bailey's new look? It's not a front pony, but... She did not go hashtag front pony, but she did go with the Bailey Bob because she's got like the Lamont Bob ha- haircut. Yeah. So I think it works. Um, has it's a year too ever... late. Oh, totally a year too yeah. late. But it's <laughs> it's working. Yeah. I don't, what was that tool she used to cut down those wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tube men? It was an what axe. Was that? It was an axe handle with, with what? Two, with two razor blades on the end of it. <laughs> Literally, has that's, one that's of all those? it was. Well, I mean, it was homemade. I know, but why, why do WWE have axe handles lying around? And why they're like, well, she's got to cut it down. So let's just attach some razor blades onto this axe handle. Why didn't she come out with it? Why did what? it have to be like hidden behind one of the wacky waving and fl- like? And if you're gonna put something on an axe handle, why not just use like a dull axe? <laughs> well, you got to make sure it it lightly slits the the fabric. <laughs> you you got to be very careful, otherwise Bailey's out there looking like an idiot trying to chop down a fabric. I wacky feel like she could have come out with like an exacto knife, and it would have just been the same effect. <laughs> <laughs> slits their throats. <laughs> Pitching her walking up and just like grabbing it and just lightly tearing it, with a, but it's dull. Oh damn! So it takes like eighteen tries. To- Imagine how sadistically she could have just grabbed one, pulled it down to like the face, and just oh, slit its throat with an exacto knife. That would have been cool. That would have been cool. Scary, would it have, or would it have been just silly um, and ridiculous? No, it would have been great. However. That being said, have you seen a lot of the videos of parents recording their kids crying at Bailey's heel turn? <laughs> no, that's great. Yeah, Tara. It. I mean, it's funny as a thirty-six-year-old man, but for mm. those parents, I'm sure it's not great. This damn dog just pissed on me. No, they didn't, Steve. <laughs> I swear to God, he just pissed on my lap. You spilled Steve, that's beer. the beer you spilled like twenty minutes ago. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, that is. Anyways, <laughs> good doggy. <laughs> okay. Anyway, Bailey's heel. Uh, I thought it was funny that she came out to one song and then just kind of turned dark and then exited to another song and nobody mentioned it on the air. They're, they weren't just like, oh, this is a new theme song. This is new music. They just took it for what yeah. it was worth. Yeah, she just left just, a different music. Supposed to just know. I, I guess like- she just told the guy. She was like, yo, play this on my way out because I'm about to turn heel on these bitches. <laughs> I, I, do, I do like that uh, they mistimed coming back from the replays to catch her saying, screw you bitches. <laughs> and then nice. she had to say it again. But I like it. That's that's all good stuff for Bailey. I'm, I'm excited to see what Friday holds for her, to be honest. Me too. What else happened this week? Eh, the Rusev and Lana stuff. We talked about how much that sucks. The yeah. Viking Raiders won the tag championships right before Ziggler and Rude got drafted to SmackDown. Because that was kind of cool. It's when the they only came Vikings out. I won't have goddamn hammers. And this dog, I swear it pissed on me. It did not. <laughs> <laughs> smell it. I'm not smelling your crotch. No, it smells like piss. It's well, maybe that's beer. your problem. That is old beer. 
It's yeah. probably stale beer. I uh, I'll have a beer. No, it's not what I. Sorry, Matty. Go ahead, please. No, I'm just gonna say like the Viking Raiders winning was very obvious because the crowd are behind it, man. I think they're feeling them now. They're over. They are. They've gotten past the Viking experience, the the you know war machine thing. We're over Eric and Ivar, not you know being normal names. Yeah, we're fine. But it, it's more for me. It's the Bobby Roode Ziggler thing because it's like great. Okay, they lose the titles and then they go to the same show, different shows as individuals. But they got drafted together, did they not? As a tag team, as a to tag SmackDown. team. So, yeah. So I guess they're keeping that as a team because so it was so damn good. I just don't understand the point. I don't really either, but they're just sort of there yeah. as a tag team. Yeah. You know what that says to me? That they don't really know what else to do with them other than just keep them as a tag team right now and draft them to the other show. Put them to NXT. See what they can do. Yeah, that would be great. Like, nobody really going to NXT makes it feel kind of like an afterthought. Man, like, yeah, Eric we're gonna going to take a couple guys. Yeah, it's like we're going to take a couple guys from 205, put them on Raw, and Tozawa and Carrillo. Uh, I don't know. I've can't remember if there were any else anyone else that was taken from another brand but i guess the street profits kind of count but they were already sort of on raw but nxt is sort of starting to feel like a bit of an afterthought in my opinion because they threw all this stuff at that first card and now it sort of feels like it's in a bit of a holding pattern until they go on the road and start touring you and i have had a lot of discussions about this and maybe we can sort of move on to nxt and AEW as an interesting sure. Wednesday night yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. discussion. Um, NXT is starting to feel to me like the decidedly smaller show. It's like they're playing catch up now because for the longest time, they were this really special niche program that one hour a week, really solid storytelling. They work towards their takeovers. I don't even know when the next takeover is. It's probably war games, but they're not really talking about it. Survivor series. Maybe it's not on my radar right now of stuff I have to watch every week. I've sort of let it slide because on Wednesday nights in Canada, we don't get it live, so you got to watch it later. And then it's like, maybe I will, maybe I won't, whatever. Uh, the pod will probably be done or we just probably won't do it, so who cares? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, like last night, AEW was live on TSN and it's it's got something great right now. It's got the benefit of the fans' doubt. Yeah. So you've got these jacked arena crowds, which just, I'm sorry, but right off the bat, you tune in and like this feels like something you want to see or be a part of. Like it's last good. night at Temple in Philadelphia, that crowd was jacked, fired up. The, the arena looked juiced and full. The people, like I said, the benefit of the doubt, they, they are in on what uh, AEW are doing. So they don't have any history of a reason to hate what their booking decisions are. So with this benefit of a doubt, like they're just on board with all the decisions. And so far, they're making good ones. And it's just the whole show. They are just hot. Like yep. when Moxley and Omega came out to wrestle um, Paige and uh, who was the match? Last it was Paige and Pac. It was fantastic. Like the crowd were hot, man. The crowd were just going nuts. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I mean, the, the teams were Omega and Page versus Moxie and Pack. Yes, yeah. I, I just, <clears throat> the thing with NXT. The busted pack. Sorry. No, 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 it's all good. The thing with NXT is it's really good content, but especially up in Canada, we don't get it live. So you do have to catch up on it if you're not catching up on it on Twitter while you're watching AEW like I did. But it's really good content. There's a ton of great talent they're lacking because they're at full sale. And at first I was like, I don't think that'll matter because it's always been a full sale. I actually like the small crowd. 
I to fought a point. you hard on this. Too. You did. We had a really long discussion on WhatsApp about this. Yep. Yeah, and and I just think that because of how good AEW has been and has looked, you got to get out of full sale. At first, I, I honestly didn't think you had to, but now you absolutely have to. And really, you should be touring all the exact same arenas that AEW's in, if not even a bit smaller ones. But the NXT stuff is really good. Full Sail is literally holding it back right now. And three weeks ago, I did not feel that way. I definitely feel that way now. Yeah, something really interesting has happened and in that we thought that maybe for the first few weeks, AEW would be kind of a bad show while they were trying to figure it out. And somehow it's just it's managed to it's, blow me away. It's not it's a entertaining bad show, as even hell. in the slightest. I love the broadcast team, even though JR may have lost a step. He's he's very enjoyable in this role. Tony Schiavone, I don't know how, but he's. He's Almost great. better now than he yep. used to be. <laughs> totally agree. You know, they need to catch up on the names of some of the moves and stuff, but it kind of works as they're like the old two guys and they've got Excalibur there to sort of explain to them the new landscape. What the hell was that? How things have changed. He's like, that's been 20 years since we've been on TNT. What the hell was that move, Excalibur? And he's just like, oh, that was a uh, triple tope. That was called the Ushigoroshi. And they're like, oh, that makes sense. And, you know, Jared's just like, a sushi what? And then, yeah, it's kind of fun. <laughs> It works. And then you get him there for all the by gods. And then Tony's just there to sort of lend some, uh, you know, old school flavor to things. And he's got that nice broadcast voice still. And it's I, I like it a lot. It's and good. The matches have been really good. You really liked Young Bucks private party last week. It was, that was um, fantastic. Private party. I didn't know a lot about them and they won me over huge as a fan. I, I was I was surprised. I was very surprised. And besides, you know, botching a bit of that finish last night, I thought it was really ah. nice having Scorpio Sky come out and sort of take over for Christopher Daniels after that vicious attack and the pile driver on the ramp. By the, did the Lucha Brothers have the coolest presentation of any tag team in all of they're wrestling? They're awesome. Yeah, they're they're really cool. Coming out with that like Mortal Kombat style garb they have with those two wicked masks on. Yeah. And then like Phoenix has the the quintessential luchador look, and then Penta just has this awesome, awesome like gothic kind of thing going on and I don't know, man. Their presentation is really on there's, point. There's something really special about them. They might have the coolest look in all of wrestling right now. I hate, I hate, 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 hate the work injury and actually throwing up the X. I do not like that. But outside of that. Oh, that's what you were tweeting about yeah, last night. Yeah. I yeah, think I missed I, that part. I the think ref, I looked away. The ref threw up the X and I was just like, come on, man. Like, don't do that because. This dog just threw up on my lap. I swear <laughs> it threw up. Nope. Oh, my God. That's your throw. Steve, you threw up last night. Oh, yeah, fuck yeah. Last night was good, and that's the bottom line. Right, just <laughs> let us do our podcast, please. Everything the podcast sucks. Yeah. No? All right. That's fair. Um, pod's over. Everything about AEW, though, is just like, it's exciting. It's a quick two yeah. hours. It goes by really fast. You that's can perfect. tell they're not scripted. It's two I, hours a week. They boosted the audio last like last night. I don't know if you saw that or noticed that, but the audio of the entrance music and stuff was much louder than it normally is. Right. You didn't like that it just kind of was piped through the arena. Two weeks in a row, I complained the, about it. The like, television broadcast, yeah. yeah. Like Jericho's, when their music hits, that's one of the biggest excitement, surprises, whatever. And if you don't get that feeling on TV because you're just getting ambient mic noise of the music, it doesn't hit home the same. And last night, right. it definitely sounded way different. But like, let's talk about Jericho right now. Because we have to. Yeah. He's, he is the perfect example as to why scripted promos are stupid. Because he let loose the last couple of weeks without a script. 
and it was brilliant. It wasn't just brilliant. It was fucking beautiful. It yes. was a thing that we have missed forever. I, I texted you saying, Maddie, I don't know if you understand what's happening here, but we get to watch pro wrestling again. Yeah. Like actual totally. wrestling. Yes. Guys cutting real promos. And not everybody can do it, but despite, okay, Jericho, he's lost a step. Let's not pretend he has In the ring. In the ring, he's, he's yes. lost a step. Character-wise, in, absolutely in the ring, not. He's not what he used to be, but he can still tell a great story. I think we saw that last night with the stuff they did with taping up Darby Allen's hands and letting oh, him still do all the work. Darby Allen, my God. Uh, he's the new Jeff Hardy, let's oh, be honest. He's, he's for a new generation. Uh, one Kevin Mickey, friend of the show. I love you, Kevin. We know you love him. Uh, was saying that he's definitely got a fan in him. He's like, he was me in high school. He's the skateboard kid. Yeah. And everybody loves it, and it's it's working. So just one example of how they're already building new stars around a guy like Chris Jericho. So despite Chris Jericho losing a step or so in the ring, whatever they're paying him, double it. Because that <laughs> <Right>. fucking promo <laughs> yes. last week when he introduced to, to the inner circle, this is my inner circle, is like, I can't tell you how hard I popped when he introduced Sammy Guevara and he said, look at him. He looks like a Spanish God. Look at how sexy he is. <laughs> I was like, he is sexy. Look at this guy. Oh, man. It's fucking hilarious. And he just, Guevara wouldn't stop sticking out his tongue and like showing off his abs. <laughs> and he's like, these two psychopaths beside me, this is Santana and Ortiz. And they have made my list. Like he's mentioning the list. Yeah. He shuts down everybody for doing the, the, the we the people oh, chant. Thank God he did that. And, I and love that. He sh- literally, we literally stopped. People were like, okay, yeah, no, we're not, we respect you. We're not going to do that because you're so good at talking. He made Jake, you know, Hagar, which totally Sammy Hagar <laughs> reference because yeah. he's, you know, a fan of yes. hair metal and all that kind of stuff, which is funny. Now, an entire generation of people are referring to Jack Swagger as Jake Hagar, even though it's Hagar. <laughs> it's just, it was perfect, man. Explaining how he came out with the faction, explained why every one of them was there what their purpose is, what how the great they is. are, yep. and and explain their name. It's just, it was great. And, and he integrated everything. You know, afterwards, we celebrate. We're going to drink a little bit of the bubbly. And we got this huge <laughs> celebration. They came out popping champagne bottles last yep. night after Jericho won that match. And I just, like, I had chills. I was it's like, this so is good. insanely well done. Like, everything even just- is... Talking about it's, it right now is like I'm excited. Like I'm the, the, I'm the champagne excited. thing really got me. Yeah. Having Santana Ortiz come down afterwards with holding champagne bottles and popping them in the ring popped me. Yeah. There's no other way to say it. Yeah, it was so great. And and or, Hager helping out was fantastic. They looked a little weak at the end of the show last week because they kind of had to lick their wounds. In yeah, way. yeah. Last night Hager helped. They retained the title, and that was it. What do, you, what do you think of the way they've been doing like the records and stuff? Do you think Darby Allen kind of deserved a title shot already, or did it feel like a bit no. of a, a hot shot? God, no. It's 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 super weird. But at the same time, like you have to start somewhere, right? I, I do kind of want Jericho not wrestling every week and putting the title on the line and that sort of stuff. Like yeah. that save that for something special. But you also need to get people over, right? Like AEW is starting with a bunch of indie talent that not a lot of people know unless you go to local shows and see these guys. Like, I I didn't know Private Party very well at all. I've heard the name. I've seen no. them before and seen highlights, but didn't know the characters, didn't We're know the their best wrestling friends. style. Best friends. And Darby Allen last night, man, when he... First off, he's amazing. We've seen him wrestle before, but I was just like, oh, okay, he's just another guy that does flippy stuff. But when he taped his hands up, 
in my mind, I was like, okay, he's going to tape his hands up and quickly just put him in the walls and we're going to end this. There was no. another like 10 minutes of wrestling. He climbed the ropes without his hands. Like he kicked out of a pinfall without his, like, it's just. Dude did a springboard senton yeah. off of like a corkscrew senton off of the second rope. If you guys haven't seen AEW Dynamite yet. Not to ruin it all for you guys, but hey, that's going to happen. Um, watch it. Just Man. watch it. And, and you know, we're not even talking the, about all the other stuff that's going on, right? The presentation. No, there's the tag alone. tournament, the, the presentation, the way they did that that thing with Cody, that uh, vignette. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. Like I, like, I don't know if I can watch any more crappy fly on the wall backstage segments in WWE where we're no. supposed to believe that they somehow don't know the cameras there and they're spouting this like weak scripted soap opera audio. I know it's a different approach. But the way they have totally, you know, shied away from doing any of that stuff, it's just wrestling and promos. And then if they're going to focus on the characters, they do what, you know, UFC or something would do and they do a vignette. Yeah. Uh, the closest thing we've come to that, I guess, would be showing Cody and Brandy having a, like a conversation at home and him not being interested because that. But you, you think maybe there's a documentary but that's he's crew just there, right? Like, so yeah. maybe that's something that would have been happening anyway. But that was so good. And it was like. That the whole piece was maybe like five minutes or something, and then we yeah. went to break, and I was like, that was a really nice way to break up the pace of this show. It's not just wrestling. We got these wicked little featurettes that feel really high-end, yeah. really well-produced, and they tell stories fantastically the way that NXT was doing that we were so jacked up about. But now it's like AEW feels to me as competition to actual WWE. Totally. And, and not NXT. Totally. NXT feels decidedly smaller time, and, and AEW has become my favorite thing of the week, my favorite two hours of the week, because I get to just sort of sit back and relax and watch a really good wrestling show. Wrestling man. without a bunch of bullshit in between. You, you know the what? The only thing I think they got to figure out is the women's scene. Riho is yeah. actually kind of, she's she's getting over. She's kind of a star. She's a little firecracker. She's tiny. But um, I, I have a hard time pounds. believing she could really, really hurt somebody. But she's somehow making us believe in her. And... Britt Baker seems to be who they're sort of hanging their hat on. and and, and But we haven't seen that much of, uh, you know, I, I think uh, uh, Awesome Kong is supposed to be there, but I haven't seen her yet. We haven't seen have really Nyla anyone, Rose, who, to be honest. Yeah. Like, we, we really haven't seen anyone. It'll, I think they're just biding their time, right? Like you can't build everyone up every week because there just isn't enough time. It's a two-hour show. I appreciate that, for sure. I appreciate that. But I think the only thing AEW really needs to work on is they need a deeper women's roster. Absolutely. that's the one place where there's a glaring exception between them and WWE is roster depth Yeah, in every facet. Like, yeah. even the men's roster. They just don't have the, the, the vast levels of talent. But they have a two-hour show a week, so so far, so good. Like, when that, that tag match ended... It was so hot with Moxley on Mega and Pack. Oh, man. And, and now we know that they're going to wrestle next week because if it were a real television program, they would have matches scheduled. It would yeah. be like a sport where we were tuning into a fight night and we knew the card ahead yeah. of time. And uh, and TV time remaining is the best thing ever. Oh, it's so good. I, it I makes like so that, much sense. I like that their matches are timed. I like that there are announcements about how long the matches are. I like the TV time. The presentation has been amazing. One of the best. Ten things, minutes remaining. Ten minutes. One of the thing, and I I told I I don't know if I WhatsApped you or we were talking or whatever, but one of the things I love is that they're not putting over all their top guys that started the show. 
they're not putting over the Bucks. They're not putting. I mean, Cody to a point, he's going to get a title match, but Moxley is in a great story away from a title. Like Omega's sort of doing like a redemption story arc yeah. right now. Like they're using these guys that started the company, which they could have easily put them at the top and made everyone run to them, but they're using them to put over the talent that other people don't know about. And that's one thing that WWE just does not do. If you are a top guy in WWE, you will always be a top guy. You will never job out to anyone else. In AEW, I'm I'm sorry, but the Bucks losing in the first round of the tag team tournament is huge. That is massive because they are arguably the best tag team in the world, if you ask most wrestling fans. Yeah. They lost or, in the first yeah. round. Like that is I, massive. I think like that stuff sort of will happen on WWE. Like we saw Daniel Bryan lose cleanly to was it Ali or Buddy Murphy? One of the two. The problem is they Buddy don't really Murphy. capitalize on it and go all the way with it. They don't it. do anything with it. Yeah, and they barely mention it after. Or they'll just get their win back, and it won't yeah. matter. They do the 50-50 thing, and it just it stinks. Exactly. Um, I'm telling you like, right now. Af- after that tag match last night, I was so jacked up, and then they were like, coming up next, we got our main event, and I was like, there's more? Like, yeah. I forgot that there was the Jericho Darby <laughs> Allen thing because of that crowd was so hot, and that match finished so hot with like all the stuff between Pac and Moxley, him giving the finger and DDTing him. <laughs> I was like, that felt like Steve Austin more than any time we've ever seen anything on WWE in the last 10 years and totally. said, oh, he's the new Steve Austin. More than any of the Becky stuff, more than any of the KO stuff. KO stunner straight sucks. I know, Steve. <laughs> uh, more than any of the the Dean Ambrose stuff when he was you know, doing his, his renegade title run on, w, on uh, SmackDown as the champ or, or stuff against Seth Rollins. Yeah. Him just flipping the birds to pack and then giving him the DDT and then walking out with the crowd just going nuts. I was like, that's the closest we've got. This is the most pro wrestling has been pro wrestling in the last 10, 20 years. And um, it's really exciting. But man, is it hard to follow it all. I am telling you right now. It's a tight two hours on Wednesdays. I love it. I'm telling you right now, if AEW was on Mondays or Fridays, I'm watching AEW. I agree. I, I'm, I agree. Even I, over I, SmackDown, the new shiny yes. new A show. I didn't feel that way before AEW started, but they have surprised me way beyond a shadow of a doubt of what I thought they could do. And it, you're right. It is just so good. This You want to talk and about they, They've done over era? a million, man. They've yep. been doing over a million. You want to talk about going back to the Attitude Era? If that's what you want to see, watch AEW because that's exactly what you're getting. Right, in a good way. In a good way. In a good way. You're not getting the cheesy, ooh, I'm half naked under this sheet. <laughs> You're getting good wrestling. Man, that was bad. You're getting great wrestling. You're getting Rana, great what are you promos. doing with Lashley? <laughs> You're you match cut my heart. Like, the matches that we're seeing on AEW alone, even outside of the top guys, like, it's just, they're, out, I mean, you mentioned the women's division, but I, I don't have anything bad to say about AEW right now. Other than the music thing, and I think they've already fixed it. Yeah, they just they just need, you know, a few more talent to fill it out. Absolutely. Uh, oh, I like I want to watch AEW right now. Like I just want to. I want next week's episode to be on right now. I want to find the week three ratings and see what uh, what they did, but I can't find it. It right might now. not be out yet. It's Thursday, the day yeah, after. Yeah, I think show. it comes out later. Could be later in the afternoon. But uh, I'm very but, I mean, curious. Watch I know for them. AEW did like 1.4 mil for week one, which was a huge overshoot on what people expected. Obviously, it's not competing with like the 4 mil SmackDown did or the 2 mil Raw gets, but it's something to be concerned about if you're WWE. Yeah. 
Um, they did just over a million week two, so there was a drop. I would have thought that maybe they would build momentum, but I think that they will. If they keep doing a show that's this good and this different, and people on social media see clips of John Moxley flipping the birds and dropping people with a DDT and, and putting you know Kenny Omega through a glass table <laughs> and, and the crowd's just losing their the minds. The crowd is into it every Chris step Jericho of the way. cutting AAA promos. Um, the other thing we got to check out, by the way, speaking of great promos, is we have to watch this NWA Power because apparently it's fantastically well done. So I'm interested to see what it's uh, what's going to be. Interesting. You can't have one R though; you need three R's. <laughs> well, how do you know that it's powerful? Yeah, I yeah. Got it. It's Billy Corgan, so you know we must use a triple R. Oh God. Sorry. Work on that one. I'll, not not I will. terrible, not terrible, but work on it. Anyway. <laughs> We've talked a lot. We've been away for a long time. It's exciting. But I think now it's time for just two tweets. The following segment was paid for by the ADCs of wrestling. Hey, yo. This is just two tweets. All right, two tweet me, bro. Let's do this. Phil Hyatt says, with all the choice of wrestling we have at the moment, what's the one thing you think is missing? Apart from Basement Steve's Moonsault. (laughs) <laughs> or if you could form a stable with one member from each promotion, who would it be? Mine's Jericho, KO, Champa, and Charlotte. Ooh, that's pretty good. Um, one thing that's missing. Hmm. I don't know. There's so much going on right now. I don't know if anything really is. <laughs> there literally missing. is just so much. <laughs> yeah, you've got the retro angle covered with power. You've got uh, the small time stuff with like MLW. Um, Ring of Honor, there's Impact, there's all this other stuff to watch. So there's definitely nothing missing. The only thing that was missing was, you know, the occasional blood or some swearing or a bit of an adult feel and good promos, and AEW's covered that. So You know what? You know what I am missing? I'm what? missing individual sets for pay-per-views. That's what I'm missing. Okay. That's a thing. It's That's not a, a big thing. thing, but it's a thing. It's definitely a thing. Yeah. I, I will see what AEW does with it. They've used this sort of single look for most of their stuff, but like they're new. Yeah, everything they do is still new, so it's it's new. Uh, a, f- a stable with one member from each promotion. Ooh, that's okay, tough. so that would take some yeah, thought. Definitely some thought. I'm gonna throw one out there right now. Okay. All right. Uh, we got Rusev from WWE. Randomly, uh, we got Omega from AEW. I don't know why he's just in it. Um, from NXT, we've got. Uh, all right, this is too hard. I give up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to go that's with... That's not affection. That's a bad tag team. No, I, it's not a bad tag team. <laughs> it's a good tag team. Rusev and Kenny Omega, that's a terrible tag team. Uh, shut up. You shut up. Maddie, go ahead. Um, I'm going to go with Bray Wyatt mm-hmm. from SmackDown. Uh-huh. Dar- Darby Allin from AEW. Okay. Um, from yours Raw. already has a theme and it's much better. <laughs> well, see, this is where I get a little confused because I kind of want to mix it up a little bit. But from Raw, I may go. Mm, someone, oh, who's on Raw? Drew McIntyre. Let's go with a big body there. And uh, if we're gonna go female, Nikki Cross. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I guess that's that SmackDown though. NXT. I don't know. Who cares? I don't know. Whatever. Whatever. 
Great you can tweet. see where I'm Thanks, going, Phil. though. <laughs> yeah. Good Paul question, Seavers though. says, it is interesting that they put down the win-loss record for the wrestlers. That is innovative for AEW. Yes, it is. I think it's great. I think it's going to be weird in like a year's time. If, uh, 100 uh, wins and yeah, two if losses. AEW yeah. dark counts towards their, their records and like if they start doing house shows <laughs> when somebody comes out and they're like, Kenny Omega, he's 192, 45, and 17, taking on pack at, <laughs> you know, 145, 38 and 12 i'll be like oh cool what does that mean to me they mostly win i guess yeah yeah hopefully hopefully they keep it just to like dynamite and pay-per-views i think hopefully fingers crossed yeah you know oh you know what else i liked about aaw last night what's that matthew guys like the young bucks weren't featured they don't need to be featured every week you know what i mean that's great and cody like he had his vignette but not on the show right until dark and so on so i ah Little things, little things. Ah, so it's good. when it's two hours a week, we can't get bored of people because it, they feel fresh. It's so good, and that's what I love. Like about if we NXT. get a match with Dustin Rhodes next week or something, I'll be like, "Oh, it's good to see Dustin." You know, it's yep. been a while. Yeah. Um, Sorry, I didn't mean to cut in there. Go ahead. No problem. Smartass life, Joe, or smartass F life, Joe. Anyway, all out heel, Joe, our boy Joe, <laughs> says. Up, Joe? Let me start by saying, "Welcome back." Thank you, Joe. I have an entertaining hypothetical for you. What's likely to happen first? Velasquez beating Bork and Twitter goes nuts or Jim Cornette saying something nice about Orange Cassidy? <laughs> LOL. You know what? I don't think fucking... I don't think either one of those things are happening. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I think I think Velasquez beating Bork is a much more realistic expectation than Jim Cornette saying anything sure. fucking nice about fucking Orange Cassidy. Fucking... Dumbass. <laughs> He's going to hate him. You know he'd hate him. Velasquez he didn't even like Kevin Owens. He's not going to like Orange happen. Cassidy. No. 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 What are your thoughts on the Orange Cassidy gimmick, Maddie? Um, It's interesting. What I do like is that he already has like a young child imitator who <laughs> actually got invited into the ring last night and had a quote-unquote match with Cody. Yeah, that was great. On dark, and he actually so. had his hands in his pockets. He yeah. was doing it nonchalant. That was really funny. It's, Front row. It's good stuff. But you it know what? Those stuff. those type of characters are the ones that you remember. I, I, I don't know much about the guy himself or anything in like that. In 10 years, people will remember Orange Cassidy. 100%. 100%. They might not remember Private Party, you know? So totally. It is what it is. It's comedy, but it works. it hasn't been abused so far. You know, he hasn't even really been on the show. He just sat front row, gave a shitty thumbs up for the <laughs> yeah, best well, friends, and that was a it. Broken thumb or something. Anyways, <laughs> he's just too cool for school, man. He's too cool so. to give a full thumbs up. That's fair. You get it. That's fair. He gave enough of a thumbs up. Yep. You know what I want to see? What do you want to see, Steve? I want to see him flip the bird. <laughs> that would be funny. <laughs> <laughs> he's fucking kind of puts up just his middle finger like a little half. bit, just yeah. like, eh, whatever. <laughs> F you, whatever. Did you like my tweet when I asked people for just two tweets this week? I was like, don't forget your tweets and stuff. And that was just Orange Cassidy kind of like giving a half thumbs up. <laughs> it was a half-assed tweet for just two tweets. Yep. Mike Gordon says, hello again, my friends. My question this week is, in your guys' opinion, what has been the best and worst match this year so far? Hashtag Ooh. just two tweets. Ooh. That's tough because the year, like, I don't remember January well. <laughs> no, I know. Uh, one that sticks out of my mind is I really liked Cody and Dustin. With the storytelling, Ooh, yeah, yeah, I know yeah. there's a lot of blood, and that's kind of annoying. There's been a lot of Bucks matches, like Bucks and and yeah, but that's the flippy shit that it's kind of a spot know, fest. Yeah, um, Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano was really good. Ooh. Not the f- third one that we went to, but probably like the second one. 
There's been a lot of good matches. That Hell in a Cell match was pretty good, I was too. just going to say, I think Becky and Sasha are definitely up there for me, just because of some of the innovative, innovative stuff they did. Like They did some stuff that we hadn't seen before. Worst match of the year was definitely Hell in a Cell. Yeah, I... I Seth and Bray, that's the yeah. worst match of the year. You're not going to top that. That might be the worst match of the decade. Yeah, I'm it trying to bad. think of even like some of Lacey Evans' matches or something. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Lacey. I, I mean, not her fault. Why are you being right? such a nasty? The character is what it is. Um, yeah, I think I think it's I think Helen saw. I think we may have saw both a couple weeks ago. Uh, DJ on demand says, "Do you think WWE WWE is creating this quote unquote war between networks USA and Fox in order to put uh, Mirage up for the investors?" So that they don't become aware of the actual war between them and AEW. <laughs> I don't think uh, it's much think of so. a war. I honestly, the no. AEW. It's just WWE, a fun brand thing. It's nice that you know Raw and SmackDown are on different days. Like, yes, they are competing with NXT, but are they really? Like, until NXT goes on the road or is live everywhere, like, are they really competing? No, I just. Yeah. I don't view it I don't, as a war I don't know right if now. USA and and Fox are that concerned about. AEW on TNT right now, they probably just want WWE to perform and get its 2 million viewers plus every week and so they can sell ads and stuff. Uh, Let's be honest. Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, let's be honest. AEW being as good as it is is going to force WWE to make some changes. It just You'd think so, and then Hell in a Cell happened, but we'll we'll see. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That was planned Uh, before. (laughs) And then we had Bobby Lashley massaging Lana's ankles while she says, I like it hard. Uh, Freezer Burnt says it finally happened hashtag front pony but instead it was hashtag no more ponies that's true it was the Bailey Bob hashtag Bailey Bob that's the new thing Bailey Bob Thornton you look like you want to say something Maddie nope oh (laughs) well that's fucking helpful as a co-host isn't it Maddie I said it earlier it's a year too late I mean it's great and I'm glad it finally happened but it's a year too late man Matty, you're a no-good piece of trash, and that's the bottom line, because Basement Steve said so. Let's just see. Let's see where it goes. Let, let, let's put it that way. We <laughs> we really liked The Fiend, and now here we are. So let's yeah. just see where this goes first. Uh, and Andy said before Bailey's match, if Bailey doesn't front Pony tonight in her rematch with Charlotte, she's really missing the perfect opportunity. It's true. Yeah, I put that in there because I was like, damn, Andy called this. Good yep. for him. Yep. yep. Yep, this is correct, Andy. <laughs> Look, the foundation knows the front pony was the way to go, but WWE do not. So if, if you guys are listening, Bruce Pritchard, front pony, that's that's going to get the real heat. Too okay? later. That's how you turn Bailey now. right around. Too short. Can't do it. What about a short front pony? She could have really? multiple, multiple ponies. You know when like... <laughs> When you get like that, like one-year-old child and you put like a uh, little ponytail yeah, 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 and yeah. it's like just a little short little tuft? Yeah. That's heat right there. Those kids have heat with me, brother. I'm like, what are you doing, kid? You look terrible. I'm just kidding. Kids are they're cute. Don't at me. Uh, hey, why don't you at us, though, the ADCs of wrestling, if you enjoy the show, if you're glad we're back. And don't forget to tell us if you want to see some behind-the-scenes stuff or if that would ruin the immersion for you, okay? Tweet us at ADCs of wrestling with your thoughts, comments, opinions. And don't forget, if you want to be a part of Just Two Tweets, include the hashtag Just the Number Two Tweets at the end of your tweets, and we will try to get to it every week on the show, okay? Yeah. I'm at Andrew David Cox. He is at Matt the Markiest. And uh, we were awesome. Okay? Speak for your fucking self. Well, I was. I was. Whatever, Steve. Shut up. You shut up. Uh, It's time to go. Ball game. Peace.